Hello and welcome to the Business Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Adela Rafiz, the Global Business Whisperer. And I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are doing weekly episodes to help you create your life and your business intuitively. This show isn't about doing business the right way. It's about doing it your way. So if you are ready to download some business whispering magic into your life and business, stay tuned because you're in the right place. Hello, Business Whisperers, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Whisperer podcast. Now, today we have another one of our interview episodes, and you will hopefully love this guest. We have Manish Malhotra joining us all the way from India. Now, Manish is a successful publicist. He is a retailer and media influencer. And in addition to this, what has truly defined his path in his life is his inspiring work for the LGBTQ community in India. And he really is passionate about not only changing the status quo for that community in India and all over the world, but also inspiring and empowering the youth in that community. Manish has many, many feathers to his cap. He is someone who has a personality that jumps out at you, as I'm sure you will be able to tell once we get into this interview. And he also has some really exciting projects and businesses that he is working on. So he's the CEO of Silver Monkey Communications. He is a franchisee for fashion designer Rohit Bal, who is a well-known designer in India. Most recently, he's got some media projects coming up. So he'll be starring in a Bollywood movie very soon. And he is also starting his very own radio show with a fantastic name and a fantastic topic. And we're going to find out all about these things and more, I'm sure, from the wonderful Manish. Hello and welcome, Manish, to the Business Whisperer podcast. How are you today? Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm very well. I'm doing quite awesome. How are you, Adila? I'm fantastic. And I'm also very impressed right now reading your bio that I've just shared with our listeners. There is so much here. On a personal note, I remember meeting you for the very first time. I think it was probably about a year ago now. I remember you being very well dressed and very well presented and very well spoken. So I was wondering who this person was. And when I got talking to you, the things that I found out, such as being involved in (laughs) the fashion industry, in the social media and marketing industry, and your story, which we're hopefully going to share more of today, not only is it a really intriguing and interesting story, I can't wait to get into how you got from where you were, your story with drug abuse and finding yourself and not only coming out yourself because that's hard enough to do, uh, but then being an activist for so many other people, especially the youth in India, in the LGBT community. So where would you like to start this conversation? Thank you for your kind words to begin with. To put it short, I'd say that from the very beginning i've been addicted to fun and uh, whatever i read in books or heard from other i just went to pursue it so whether it was addictions or rebelling or activism or fashion 
whatever came my way, I just gave it a go. And uh, here I am today talking about all of it in introspect and empowering others to know what they know. And especially the journey of finding consciousness in pretty much everything and learning that, you know, choice creates awareness has been an incredible journey so far. So yeah, I'm happy to just answer any questions, throw them on and let's go. Does it surprise you where you are today? Yes, every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up thinking I'm a wreck. I was a wreck and I sometimes still do. And heck yeah, what the fuck? So what? <laughs> Excuse my language. But yes, so what is it that we can create with the wrecks of our lives and create into something exponential? And that's what I look forward to in everything I do. Meeting incredible people like you in the journey has been so much more fun. And how does it get any better? The cool thing is it's the stories and it's the life experiences and the things that make us feel like we are a wreck that often has shaped us, created the character and the attributes that become such an asset. So many of the things that you are doing requires a level Mm. of or a depth of character and the ability to be able to say, well, this is who I am and this Mm -hmm. is what I'm here to contribute. This podcast is called the Business Whisperer Podcast, and I'm all about Mm -hmm. listening to those whispers of awareness, of intuition, of creating your life consciously. At what point do you think you've always been someone who's been aware of and listened to those whispers? Or has this been something more recent since you have found access consciousness, since you got clean from drugs, since you've gotten on this new journey? You got to really find what works for you. I didn't really know that I had this capacity. I remember when I was 17 or 18, 18, I was working in a call center and I was doing pretty well, I think. I was earning a lot more money than an average 18-year-old. I started working very, very early in my life. And in two years, I realized that that industry was actually going down and the economy in America and UK, where the work was being outsourced from to India was crashing. So a friend of mine literally one day told me, you can talk to people, you do that. And it seems like you have fun. Why don't you go and try public relations and branding? I'm like, what the heck is that? I don't know nothing about it. And that's how I just went on doing an internship. Did it for two years. Within three months, I was promoted. I had a team. I think I have a capacity of tuning into what the business is ready for and what the media will receive or what other people will receive as in forms of communication. And that's what happened from day one. Every sort of angle or point of view or press release that I created, it was like boom, 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 boom. It was just call it luck, call it tuning into the whispers of what that brand required. It's been a success story so far. Yeah, I'm still having fun learning that. That's quite amazing. And that is definitely listening to the whispers or being intuitive with the work that you do. Was Silver Monkeys, your PR or your communications company, was that the first business that you've started? In an organized way, yes, but no. I have been enterprising from the age of 14. So I didn't really grow up in a very wealthy family. I saw a lot of money crazy around me (laughs) growing up. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not choosing this. So after school, I'd come back home and I used to just find out 
ways of creating some money and i did i sold cosmetics i sold crystals slowly i'd walking by into the market meeting new friends in india in old delhi somebody started teaching me about gemstones and diamonds and jewelry by the time i was 18 i just and i think six or seven businesses already and then i was doing this job on the side and i was doing college in the morning and job in the night so it was it was fun and some of those things are still very much alive for example if i want to create a beautiful piece of jewelry i can just now go and exactly know where to go who to meet and how to get it done i love <laughs> so really you know again it's amazing how that all contributes to you know your ability or your you know intuition is something that is also built on and it comes through experience as well most people initially don't listen to those whispers but the more you start to play with creating your life and your business intuitively and you see the rewards of it the more you start to value it right the more you start to see plus points for you actually being different and doing what comes to you naturally or intuitively exactly i know you said when you started you'd never heard of pr and marketing and you know wondering what on earth that was right now it's probably one of the biggest industries in the world right everyone's exactly. either doing it or needing it in their business or hiring someone else to do it do you see a lot of people doing it from a very linear and non-intuitive way yes and no it's completely how you conduct yourself it's a lot of energy play you got to see if you are just pushing energy out and just forcing people sending out multiple press releases or emails and sort of you know borderline harassing them it does not work anymore if you know you're knowing and follow that and basically try and invest some extra energy to ask a question what is required here and what will work here that in my opinion and experience always yields a result which is better than an average project process or however we want to call it the demograph and the landscape of media has changed so much in the last 10 years if i would say so earlier it was about the front page and the cover which is still very much relevant but the content going viral and people's ability to connect all over the globe via internet media and social media and whatsapp and facebook and twitter and instagram has brought about a very different dimension in terms of promotions and branding the more sharper and personal your content is it hits the nerve it has the potential of uh, making anything popular let's say in less than 6 hours worldwide that's the kind of power that is present with this medium as we speak it did not have that many years ago but it does have it now and a lot of times now i see a news starting from facebook or instagram and twitter it starts from that that's the source of it and then it goes and makes into the magazines and radios and tv so it's phenomenal how one instagram post or one story can actually stir a ripple effect that can actually go to the top of the pyramid as well if it has the potential does it make any sense oh absolutely and it blows my mind just the amount of potential this stuff has and for anyone who 
isn't familiar with just how relevant and important it is, like even for getting on to mainstream media, like here in New Zealand, I'm lucky enough to be offered media slots fairly regularly. Something that I realized a couple of sessions into appearing on TV is that they had already checked out all of my online content. Exactly. And, and that's why they were so confident in having exactly. me on. And I didn't even realize until someone made a passing comment about my YouTube videos or something like that. For the next generation or just looking at what my nephews and the kids are looking at these days, there are multimillionaires being made right now based solely off the YouTube content, right? I know. And these are like your six years, seven years, eight years old. I remember in Delhi, I saw these kids at the Being You class. They were just following T-series versus a YouTuber and they were having a fight. So who's going to have a million hits and then who's going to have 10 million hits? It was incredible right in front of me. And these kids were like, you know, networking, telling others to come on and just making it go viral. So whatever they wish to support, I was awestruck. I was like, wow, wow. And I, and I mentioned this to my friend Max, who was doing the audio live stuff and Dr. Dane as well. I was like, did you know this is what these kids were doing? I was like, how incredible is that? Yeah, the potential that we have to get content out across the world, you know, if you're not jumping on and if you're not taking advantage of this medium that is accessible to everyone, you're really doing a disservice, I think, to your business. And on the flip side, I know that everyone says to me, there are so many people that talk about how they really struggle. They really struggle with either being able to show up or to create the content or knowing what to do and how to do it. So with you being here, um, I would love to hear some of your input and advice on not only creating the stuff, but how do we create the good Mm -hmm. stuff, the good content that works for us as well as for the audience. Sure. Absolutely. Happy to and with pleasure. Few things that we keep in mind is some of the things that that are the basic, you know, do you have a mailing list? Now, what is a mailing list? All the contacts you have collected over the years in whatever you have done in life, you know, I'm sure you have at least 20, 30, 50 or 100 email addresses. Now, if you're brave enough to put them in one place, send them emails about what you're doing. Step number one, it is about a very small commitment to yourself and your business about showing up. How you're showing up doesn't matter. At least that you show up is what it matters. And that's where the magic starts to unfold. My second advice would be and recommendation would be do not follow what is working for others. Do not try and duplicate anyone else's reality on social media or in terms of branding with your business. Look at what you like to eat. What is it that you really enjoy and your body really enjoys when you're eating that? Are there any things that you eat at least three or four times in a month? Now look at that. Take a pause, tap into the energy of it. And then now that is your go-to place. If you were to talk about things that you really enjoy, you are comfortable, you're confident about, and you can show your passion in those. And it's coming from a genuine space of creation and sharing what you believe in. Trust me, it is a very, very different game. 
very often we confuse ourselves. Oh, so and so person said that. So maybe if I say something like that, I will also be popular. No, it is not like that. You've mm. got to find your personal brand of magic and communication. However bad you may think it is, does not matter. Start and you have the scope to improve. Yes, that's awesome. I do see, I'm aware of that all the time. You know, we see someone else and it's a very genuine area for them to show up and they are being them and how they show up. And so what comes across is it looks really good and it sounds really good and, you know, it does well, it gets good traction on social media, for example, and you think, right, that's what I need to do to get this mm-hmm. traction. However, mm-hmm. what we're missing is realizing that it's working so well for them because that is where they can show up as them. Exactly. Exactly. Like, for example, I'll tell you, you know, I've struggled with drugs and eight years, nine years of intense abuse. Now, every time I speak about that topic, people listen in because I've actually got a story to tell. Very briefly, I'll tell you. I've potentially tried every drug that exists on this planet. And I thought it was the coolest way to be. I had friends that were film stars and fashion designers and everybody was doing it. And it was very normal, quote unquote, in parenthesis, to just, you know, use those substances to socialize or party or whatever. And then deep down, I didn't even realize I was depressed or unhappy or unsatisfied with what I was creating. Did I have money? Yes, I had money. I was... I had businesses, I had revenue streams, and I knew the rich and famous. Fine. Now, without making it wrong, when there was a day, I remember, Dila, my grandmother was sleeping in the next room, and I'd gone out partying, and, you know, I'd taken sleeping pills to come off those drugs, and I smoked a cigarette or two or three or four, who knows. And it looks like I stuffed all of those on my bed. So I woke up in the middle of the night literally with my bed on fire and my blanket was burning till my thighs. It was a very surreal experience. And I'm like, okay, fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's one word, yeah. (laughs) And I woke up, I had not even one burn mark or scratch on my body. So I put three buckets of water on my bed and I slept in the other room. Next morning, my grandmother was like, oh, there is so much smoke in the house and there were still some embers left in my room. So we put that off and then I didn't really want to speak to anybody else or whatever. Having said that, I made a choice. You know, it doesn't look like I'm even ready to die because if I wanted to, I would have been charred last night. So my body is not even ready to die. So what am I going to choose now? And then I met someone from Access who was actually a client of the um, agency at that point in time. I did one session with them and it's been two years. I've never touched a drug or a pill or any narcotic substance ever, ever. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Was, was that a bar session or a facilitation session? A facilitation session. That is really amazing. And for those of you that would like to know more about Access Consciousness, and Manish and I are both facilitators of Access Consciousness, then I will link it in the show notes where you can find out more. It is such a phenomenal, I don't want to call it a modality, it's just such a phenomenal way of looking at life and going through life. And there are so many great tools. Obviously, Manish, this is a very personal story for you. And so thank you so much for sharing it and being Mm -hmm. so vulnerable. And this is the stuff that I want to 
talk about and create conversations about because it's the stuff that people struggle to talk openly about. And it's the stuff that, like you said, when you talk about it, people listen because drug abuse and many other things, any kind of abuse actually, depression, anxiety, suicide, all of these things that doesn't get enough airtime, doesn't get talked about openly enough. It's only one point of contact away for most of us where we have experienced it or someone we know has suffered from it and yet we don't talk about it enough. And do you know why is that, Adila? Why? Because there's stigma of shame, blame attached to it. There is the whole energy of one being wrong attached to it. Mm. So the whole layers, yeah, multiple layers of wrongness, of blame, regret, shame, and anger, and rejection, and separation, and all the rest. And guess what? The minute you take off those layers, and see it as is, it's a dirty glass of water. Now, that's not a judgment. It's a dirty glass of water. I'm not going to drink it. And it becomes, suddenly it becomes a space of choice. And you can choose again, just by not looking at it as wrong or right. It can open up a different doorway almost instantaneously. And I'm a living, breathing example of that. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And, you know, it is that space that of no judgment but also empowering your client or your friend or whoever it is that's in your life with the information that this has been a choice. And now if you would like to start making different choices, at least Mm -hmm. now, you know, with Mm -hmm. access consciousness and the tools that it provides and the information that it has given us as facilitators, we are better faced with being able to help those people that would like to make a different choice. Exactly. And how can you use your addictive personality to create your life, to create your dreams? One of the things people who use drugs and are or face abuse. Personally, I was criticized as, you know, someone who does too many things at the same times. And I always thought it was the wrongness. My father used to always say that, you know, you run ahead and you leave behind whatever is there. But no. I realized if I'm not doing three, four, five projects of different things and, you know, experiencing different energies, I get bored and depressed and anxious. So how can we use that capacity of uh, addiction and ADHD to actually create millions of dollars and, you know, a life that we desire and, and really inspire others, be an invitation to bring others in into this spectrum of empowering them and using this capacity to really just extrapolate their life. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, all of the clients that I've worked with um, who've used drugs, especially, you know, the more notorious substances or the ones that have a greater effect on your life, it's because they've been so high functioning or they've been very aware people. And they've often got to the point where they've used drugs as a way to be able to cope with all the information and the amount of awareness that they have and all of the sensory input that they Mm -hmm. have coming into their mind and their body and their being at all times. Mm -hmm. And in order to either switch off or to act like they're normal or to be able to just party all night and not be aware of every little thing that they are aware of, they have used drugs as one of the ways to cope with that. And again, so then, you know, having that information even for myself, I can use that when I'm working with clients or 
to then offer them a different way to cope with that level of awareness and being so high functioning, which are the tools of access and having your bars run, which is one of the processes in access, has been life-changing for many clients. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful that you're doing the work you do, Adila, because it's incredible. We need more and more professionals like you who actually have the degree of a doctor and actually can be the four pillars of the medical community for a future that is sustainable, that includes everyone and has the potential to actually stop the drug abuse as we know it on the planet. Mm, Thank you. And I'm so grateful that there's many people starting to talk about this now. And on that note, I know that Uh you have a really cool thing coming out shortly which is actually all about this as well. So tell us about your upcoming show, your radio show. Cool. So I used to go and tune into SoundCloud and listen to various access facilitators on Voice America on their radio shows. And I used to wonder, wow, maybe one day I will have my story go up there. And then just like that, this year, my friend Cass Thomas who is another amazing facilitator of Access Consciousness. We do a lot of work together and we have uh, quite a dynamic uh, energy between the two of us. So we just spoke about it and she was also wondering to do something. Firstly, we thought we'll do something like the gay and the gal. And then we thought of uh, doing um, this show, which we are going to call Beyond Love, Sex and Other Drugs. And we are sharing our personal stories empowering people to know what is possible beyond all of this and how is this a capacity so one of the things that in many conversations that has come up is like you know it's almost like a stream either you can swim under it or surf over it so what would you choose and that is how the conversation is really shaping up it's on voice america 1 p.m pacific time on every thursday and uh, we are going live on 13th of june very very excited what else is possible? That is so cool. And so on that note, what is your hope or what would you like other young people, especially who may really be identifying with you and the things that you're talking about your past being like right now, whether it's to do with sexuality, whether it's to do with drug abuse, whether it's to do with feeling like they don't fit in and that they are a wreck and they don't know where they'll end up. What is it that you would like to share and what is your target for these people? I'll say look at the family of potatoes. You have potatoes, you have yam, you have sweet potatoes. They all may look like one and people think they're from the same family. They're all different. So you're all different. Embrace your different and know what is your personal brand of magic. Empower that, nurture that. The only thing you need to know is that you're different. That's it. There is nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with anyone or anything. It's literally everything is based on a choice. Even cutting that little rock of cocaine or, you know, putting an injection in your body is about choice. It takes for you to get up, source that, put it into your body. So none of it is automatic. It's a choice. You see it from the space of that choice. And I guarantee you it can change. You're not wrong. Yes. Amazing. I have just been looking over your bio again as you're talking to me because I've realized that another project that you're part of, the short films, is also around this topic. Do you want to talk about that? Sure, very, very quickly. So last year, India decriminalized homosexuality. Yeah, that was huge. That was really huge. 
So personally, I've been campaigning for the last 15 years for equal rights in India. Earlier, it was from the space of rebellion that, you know, do you know that we are suffering because we are different? And very recently, it started opening up a different space for me. Looking at it is, hey, you know, we require more allowance for everyone. And then, you know, what is possible beyond these norms? And just basis of someone's sexuality or sexual preferences, you cannot curtail basic human fundamental rights. When that conversation became on those level and personal stories, the Supreme Court actually recognized it and uh, did the first step of decriminalizing it. The web series, it's called Unfamiliar Families, which is also about to release towards the end of this month. It's also the 50th year of uh, Stonewall Movement, which was the very first uh, LGBTQ revolution or a riot that started in New York. For those who don't know, it is the very foundation of LGBT rights all over the world. You know, the point of reference where people just look at it. Okay, some people have the courage to say we are different and fuck you. So this particular web series actually explores lives and spaces of LGBTQ people with regards to families. It's called unfamiliar families. So is family only a notion or a concept of blood or can you choose? Do you have choice? And if you have choice, what are the rules and regulations that you play by? Do you have to subscribe by what is available? Or based on your choice, you actually create a life and living that you desire with whoever you desire, whether it's adoption, whether it's surrogacy, whether it's marriage rights, whether it's medical insurance. So what is it that the LGBTQ folks desire now? And how is it that they look forward to their future in India in the next 5, 10, 20, 50 years? And all of these are unscripted first-person accounts of uh, people in India. So I'm hoping with this work, the younger generations will have something to look forward to and relate to as real-life stories and possibly start conversations with their friends, families, colleagues, or potential partners to show them, okay, hey, these people have done it. So can we. (laughs) That's amazing. What's your target going forward for yourself, for the work that you do? That's a tricky one, Adela. I wish I knew. (laughs) I'd say more fun, you know, and here is when it comes back to just picking on the little whispers. I don't have a grand plan for the next 50 years set. Although I do definitely have this little treasure trail, if you call it, just following the whispers and whatever brings me joy and whatever is ease to create. And that is what has been showing up more and more. I remember having a conversation with you last year saying that, how do I monetize my projects? And it has started to show up very differently since that conversation. How does it do that? I was actually just going to ask you how you keep up with everything. How do you do all of the things that you do? Oh my God. Ask me how do I not? Because how, if I don't, then I want to keep sleeping and be grumpy uh, yes. <laughs> and, and feel pathetic. So yeah, the choice is, is to just go all into it or feel pathetic. What would you choose? <laughs> Fantastic. Such a great conversation, Manish. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners? We're going to link all of the projects that you're working on and all of the great things that you do in the show notes. But is there anything else you'd like to leave us with today? Yes, that would be, you cannot fail. Make your own blueprint of your business. And if it doesn't work out, choose something else, but follow the basics. 
have your contacts list in place, update it regularly, even if it's twice a month, show up, communicate, engage, and see the magic showing up. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us on the Business Whisperer podcast. We might have to have you on for an encore because it's been such an action-packed conversation. And I'm sure there'll only be more things you're adding to the things that you're doing all around the world. In the meantime, I wish you all of the best, especially for Radio Talk Show that's launching this month. It's really amazing. And keep being you. And thank you for the work that you do in the world. Thank you so much for having me, Adila. It's been such a wonderful conversation. And yeah, I look forward to speaking more with you very, very soon. How did I get so lucky? Awesome. Take care, Manish. And that wraps up another podcast edition with The Business Whisperer. Thank you so much for listening. And I would so appreciate if you left me a five-star review or shared this with your friends and family that need that little bit of business whispering magic in their lives as well. If you have a guest or would like me to interview someone on this podcast, please send me their details and I will do my best to get them on the show. Thanks so much. And see you soon.